0: friends and welcome to another episode of the soul path podcast today's conversation is going to be an engaging exploration of the power of language i'll be interviewing canadian musician and philosopher sean Laframboy as he shares his insights on the power of language really breaking down our perceptions our projections and exposing the reactionary patterns that cause us to get lost in thought so lots of good stuff here guys digging into language as it relates to personal growth what self-improvement actually means and what it doesn't mean and how our subjective expressions really function through this playful role of ego so lots of good stuff here let's go ahead and dive right in i'll catch you on the back end what, what instrument you play you a singer yeah. you a player or what
1: uh well i was backup singer uh drummer Okay. uh yeah uh, the other guys had hair i didn't have hair so it was quite the hair metal band but uh, we play with a lot of bands um uh, big shows uh got to hang out with iron maiden uh, in quebec city wow. uh, halfway through our tour and yeah it was good times met a lot oh, of people yeah, did videos, yeah meet people from all over the country and uh you just get uh different experiences and at all times and um just the way people are uh the way the way they talk to you and and such it's just it's an eye opener i, I can only imagine very, very good people very good people all the way all along so
0: yeah i play music myself i you know and i've played around you know i play gigs and all that but nothing big time you know what i mean but just no. uh i love making music and having fun like that too so but, it's
1: Right on. Yeah. It is. It just, uh, it's a good way of expressing yourself, uh, getting your creativity out. It's a good way of using language as, uh, as we were talking about earlier. So
0: yeah, I look forward to diving into that too. Deep dive. Cause language is super duper powerful. Yes. Uh, I find though for the music part of it, that it's, uh, I mean, I love to sing. I'm, you know, I'm a karaoke King, man. That's how I met my wife <laughs> singing karaoke on new year's Eve. Oh, nice. uh, but. When I play, I, I have my stages, uh, like my business card, my music card is uh, cool hand acoustics, you know, like cool hand Luke, going to get your mind right, right? And yeah, I play right? with a looper, and so I'll just start tapping, and I'll start playing and just getting down, and I find that I can feel the vibe of the crowd, right? And it ebbs and flows, the energy, and that yeah. just translates through me, you know what I mean? It's, it's a nonverbal communication in, in that way. It's kind of like this dance with the crowd. Uh, <laughs>
1: Absolutely. You can feel it off of like just looking at a peripheral of your eye, just something going, eh, like all smiling, pumping. You're like, oh, that's what it sells off that. And just the way, just the way you're moving, like, yeah, you know, all your emotion and all that, it uh, just transforms into them. There's like, wow, that person, like, that person is really feeling it. Like, you know, it transforms into them as well and how their mood's going to be with their creativity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but it's, it's cool you, uh, you met your wife there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you proposed her on stage or what?
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: Did you propose her at a karaoke as well? Or what? No, actually, <laughs> but I wrote
0: her a song and I sung it to her in my birthday suit. So that was, uh, you know, I <laughs> met her.
1: Birthday I, suit I, sweet.
0: Yeah, dude. I met her. I mean, you know, there's chicks all over, right. And I'm a young guy and I'm, I'm loving lovin life. And I, I see her walk in the back of the bar and I'm like, oh i mean just dumbstruck right i almost forgot my lines finished belting it out and i stumbled down to the table where she was at back beating the guys off like flies you know and i said hey listen uh my name's luke and i'm a little bit lit up right now but i'd really like to talk to you when i'm sober so if you give me your number i'll call you tomorrow yeah. and she did and Sweet. the rest was history that's 15 years ago
1: that's awesome
0: yeah. that's awesome. uh, And then, yeah, later I, uh, you know, we were getting to know each other and all that. And I was kind of wild and rebellious and she was pretty grounded. And so there was a little bit of coming together and, and then I had, taken off i'd gone back to alaska i wasn't sure i was looking for commitment at that point and uh at any rate my time away you know and i so i wrote a song in our times apart i stopped to search my heart i took a look inside that's when i realized you know i don't hurt no more got so much love in store got plans to give it to the girl that i adore and anyway so i wrote this song and uh one day we were we were at at the apartment and I was like, this is, this is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, man. I just stripped down butt-ass naked and grabbed my guitar and <laughs> walked God. in and belted it out. And she said yes. And anyway, it was, uh, it was a beautiful moment in life, man. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Awesome. Well, cool. Sean, I'd like to know, how do you pronounce your last name? La Framboise. La framboise. Yeah, okay. that's
1: close. La framboise It's French for the raspberry. The raspberry. Yeah. Redbeard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it works out perfect, eh? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> They'll oh, love that call me Big Red or uh, Raspberry. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right on. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I'm super stoked to have you on the Soul Path Podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time to be here, taking the courage to step up and join. I'm super pumped about this conversation. So I like to start out just by tossing out three quick questions. You can finish these three sentences, just kind of stream a thought. Life is. People are. I am. If you could just go with that, let it roll. Life is beautiful.
1: People are loving. And what was the last one I again? Mean?
0: I am. I
1: am Sean Laframboise.
0: <laughs> I love the way you say your name, man. That is awesome. Yeah, people are loving. That is uh, that is a great perspective. I think it's so easy to get like jaded in today's day and age, and cynical, and all that kind of stuff. But people are loving, man. So you have this uh, very positive worldview. And you are you intentionally using that language on purpose? Or has it always been your experience that people have been pretty loving? You just had an awesome experience like that.
1: Well, it's always been my experience that people have been loving. It wasn't up until 2019 that uh, the way I was using my language and such to see um, how we all commonly um, uh, respond to each other and how we put ourselves into a projection and get other people to get themselves into a projection. So being the projection, we, we start to get our feelings all up and uh, whatever feelings are going to be and uh, think thoughts. So we start to take away um, this part of reality that's happening to us. So there's this part that we take away our love from ourselves. but when people are in their, in their, uh, moments, their experience of the immediate, they're taking it in for themselves, answering for themselves. They love themselves. So therefore they go out and they, they love other people as well, the way they talk to other people. But this comes into this other part where we take it away from ourselves just by just by our use of language within uh, projecting of to receiving life, so but uh, everybody is loving. Everybody does this. So we we have a we have an underlying connection of the same in our use of language, where where uh, we love ourselves and we take it away from ourselves, and it's unintentional. We just don't know enough about this. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I still treat people with with uh, unconditional about what's going on here because I could encounter that um uh with my perception and whatnot and that's all on me. So it has nothing, you know, is to take away from that individual. I you know, that's all on me. That's uh what I'm doing to myself. So that's
0: man, I am uh I am loving what I'm hearing. You are speaking my language. This is uh It's like taking radical responsibility, right? We take radical responsibility for our own perception and projection. And yeah, that's what I'm hearing you say. And I'm just like, this is, uh, this is such a profound truth. It's a, a profound realization, right? And I think a lot of people are starting to kind of wake up to this realization, but it's still kind of new, right? A lot of people don't realize all of this mental projection i call it the mental mirage you know what i mean we get lost in this house of mirrors of what we think is reality what we think people are saying or what they mean as opposed okay. to just dropping all of that and receiving and being present and when through intentional presence the authentic connection the engagement that's where we find the loving connection that's where we find compassion kindness uh, and also you know inspiration and everything good in life i think oh, uh, man, so i'm
1: I'm with you on that. So, um, absolutely. And when I was um, uh, taking in more about this the last uh, couple of years, just through um, some other professors or like Alan Watts uh, recently yeah. talking about through through his uh, creative expression that uh, kept relating back to um, my subjective use of language, it would invite other people to be their subjective use of language. Or if, if they're of their subjective language, I get triggered to be using my subjective lenses, so, so the subjective would be, uh, whatever feelings are, they're triggered, uh, reactionary response. And then a think thought start to form. So I think thought are not what I know. They're just creative of what I think reality should be is and run as, and reality doesn't have feelings. Therefore it doesn't think thought, therefore it doesn't side with me on what I think reality should be mm-hmm. is and run. So it's, um, um, when being in presence with somebody, having my shoulders to them, uh, legs uncrossed, um, uh, making sure my mind's clear as possible. If, if something's going on, I'll be like, Hey, uh, I can't seem to concentrate right now because it is going to be a probability that's going to trigger that person to respond, uh, uh, relate or trauma wise that their feelings get up involved or think thought. And then this can put them into a projection. And it's, uh, now it's just, nobody's, listening to each other nobody's receiving each other yeah so it's uh it's interesting uh uh, for myself how coming into this and uh part of this i also um i used to be on this uh, facebook page called offensive bastards close group and we throw out memes. It was uh, everybody with uh, self-trauma, trauma response, uh, just throwing stuff out there and things that were said. And it was just over time, I just got to know more that the subjective language people are just blurting out from whatever, whatever, re- uh, whatever they're in, that uh, everybody else would respond with whatever they're going in. So it was just like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, watching from an outside Outside experience here, going. What the hell are you guys talking about? You guys, dude, like, what? And then it starts getting me. It's going. Wait a sec. I see what's going on here.
0: So that's a really high level of observation. Just you know, from my perspective, to be able to to kind of uh, take a step back, elevate your own awareness to see what's going on yeah. is. Uh, it's a skill that can be developed. But I'm curious about how you got to that point. You know, what was there like a wake up call or was it like a long journey that uh, led you to that point? You know, what what was life like before you had this insight into language and how it's creating all this illusion?
1: Well, parts of that I can remember is um, the last Canadian elections where there's there was was, uh, topics about our charter rights coming up and freedom of speech. And uh, I don't remember what my projections were about all of that, my opinion, uh, assumption stuff. Um, but anyways, I did go and check, uh, what was on the charter of rights and parts of it were like, uh, uh, no individuals to impose their opinions on other individuals, religious or ideology, uh, ideological. Um, and just came back to seeing this that woke me up to, to, what I was saying to other people. And, uh, how other people were doing this. And then it just came a process. It's still a process of, uh, uh, when we receive everything here, this is where the self-development comes in. Um, it's just fluently, you start fluently going into this as you just take in, uh, the knowing more about what's happening around you. So, um, it this happened in uh, 2019, uh, is what I can remember for that. Um, and there's parts here. I just don't remember. That's, it's just it just went on from there that yeah. uh, and then the uh, pandemic came in. Now, this is an interesting one because we go through this all the time, but the pandemic really showed on a mass level of, uh, of uh, trauma into self- trauma uh, response. And when I say self- trauma, that's the projection. That's when we're all, we're not receiving anymore. We're only projecting what we think, thought, assumptions, faith, ideology. It's everything that's a derivative to what we think, thought, right. not what we know. So that's uh, self-trauma, right. self-trauma.
0: Very, very important distinction, what we think versus what we know. Yeah. That is a, that is a huge, huge distinction. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to, to back up for just a second, I think it's really interesting that, uh, that, that it was the political atmosphere that kind of sparked, you know, caused you to start to look at the language. What does this language mean? What is the language that I'm using? And this idea that, you know, we have the right to free speech. I'm guessing the charter is a, like the US Constitution. Is that kind of an equivalent? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, and so yeah, in America, we've got the right to free speech, right? Well, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, uh judgment about what is right speech and wrong speech, and you know, I mean, this kind of rhetorical right? restriction of speech, you're not, you shouldn't be able to say that because it might offend somebody. And then that kind of segues into, uh, you know, I I believe that the, you know, a politician is generally going to be a fairly fluent speaker. You know, they're gonna have that charisma and that ability to use words. I think that that can also be taken to a whole nother level. I mean, uh, you know, the level of psyops, right? But the level Mm -hmm. of using language intentionally to influence and or manipulate the masses are the public at large. It's, it's an impression upon my brain, you know, and am I reacting to that? Right. Am I, am I receiving um, and then projecting what I'm, what I'm receiving without thought, right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like the reaction right. the response, yeah. like you're talking about. And if I am, then I'm caught up into an illusion that's being cast by the people that are using the language or presenting that language. This is what I would call propaganda. And, you know, there is, Uh, There is a great deal of propaganda. That's nothing new. It's been around for a really long time. But I think that the experience with, uh, you know, recent elections across the globe, I would say, I mean, this is there's a game being played here. It's a pretty high level game. Uh, And then through the pandemic is a lot of people, if the language is preying upon certain uh, innate human characteristics, right? The reaction to fear. And if I react, if if I believe that somebody who is speaking different than me is a threat, or if I believe that somebody thinks different than me is a threat, then I'm going to see them as a threat. And through my perception or through my projection, I'm going to project onto them that they are threatening to me. And then what happens, right? Then the, I mean, then all of a sudden we're, we're in fight or flight. Like, you know, we've got a threat here, man. You know what I mean? Like the blood recedes from the prefrontal cortex. We're operating from the root, you know, the instinctual mind. I mean, all hell breaks loose because we literally cannot think clearly when we are caught up in that language, in that story. Right.
1: Then a a heart attack happens. Yeah. I don't need an M16 to get you to kill yourself. I could just use my words.
0: Yeah crazy huh the yeah, power of words
1: yeah it's uh well a verbal nonverbal, like you were saying um uh but and even that i i associate that when uh, when people do that uh, they're in a self-trauma mode so uh whether if they're a politician or not uh we all do the underlying the same It's the overlying that's always creatively different so uh uh when I th- like, when this is happening, like you are saying, uh, what I think, oh, you're, you're manipulating me and everything. And now I'm doing, um, um, is my, my naming, my creative naming of you and what's going on is when I take this back, when I just take it back and go, oh, okay, I see this person, I perceive that this person is, uh, using their creative language. They're not being objective. So this is the part, um, with, uh, we're either subjective or objective so when we express an experience that we've been in will be objective we won't be creative about it uh, it's just a who what when where why how development of understanding and uh creative uh, God, voice will rise my one arm will flail uh i'll call somebody this and that i'll make an identification for them and you, it's you'll just You'll see that my feelings are coming off and whatever in a what perpetual state of this, which we call projecting. Um, so I that's where people put themselves in a self-trauma, and this comes off with uh another person getting into their some themselves into a self-trauma. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh it, so yeah, politics, politics uh uh individuals they
0: do the underlying the same here. It's uh and um uh, but what I appreciate. Yeah. If I'm hearing you correctly here is that it you know for you and for I think anyone uh, wise enough to take a moment and slow down it is coming back to that radical responsibility and seeing the humanity that's being reflected here, and there is you know there is this stuff going on, there is this language out there, but I still have the the radical responsibility I still have the ability it's the freedom, it's empowerment that yeah.
1: Can't I can't take that away point. from you. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. created it on your own, like every moment. Like, just smile right now, seeing your reactionary response. I can't take that away from you. Yeah. 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 You could be smiling at this and like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> but that's all I see. So, like, to say, oh, he's happy or what? No, I'd be, hey, Luke, how you feel? Yeah.
0: I you know, feel no excited more. by the conversation because I have had a lot of conversations, but very few conversations are are this dynamic wherein what I hear you say resonates very strongly with my own interpretation of what's going on as far as, as, as the use of language, the power of language, and how important it is to understand that. Because that's, I mean, that's the root of empowerment. Uh, I, I think language is, somebody once asked me, Luke, where do you find focus? You know, and I was thinking about like, if you could just snap your fingers and be focused, that would be powerful, right? Uh, Yeah, because I mean, sometimes I get distracted and I'm bouncing around. If I could just, you know, stay focused for a little bit, that'd be awesome. And (laughs) as I was thinking about it, you know, I I didn't come up with the right answer. But what was eventually offered to me was that language, language is where we focus. And it's it's the words that we use and how we use them that allow us to focus our energy uh where the focus goes the energy flows where the uh the chi follows the yi in in martial arts right and so i can use what i call the tool of intelligent inquiry right i can ask the right questions when i ask a question yeah. it leads my mind through language in the direction that i want to go so i ask myself the question what is real right now what where is my awareness you know what i mean where are my senses and all that kind of stuff and it helps bring me back into the present moment So I'm using language to, to get grounded and then opening my senses to, to expand beyond the language, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that. It's um, like your reaction response of like, Oh, what's, what's happening right now. And then if you're able to uh, answer that immediately with the surroundings, reflection of memory, then that question's being answered. Sometimes people do that questioning, like you were, you were saying, and they're like, Oh, it must be this. Uh, yeah, I think it's that. It's going to be this. They start wandering off into their think thought again. Still traveling off. And then they smashed their toe off the table and bled out and died. I don't know if people, <laughs> people go in interesting ways when they're perpetually stuck in think thought. And um, yeah, so the radical taking in this question, uh, I'll know more when I know more. Asking Luke how he feels as uh, well. I get to know more of Luke and what it is about him. No assumption from my end because that's not about Luke anymore because I'm the one creating it up. And uh, that that if I did that, uh, you would you would have a reactionary response. So I'm not sure which direction that would go, but it's a probability. So people do this. Oh, you're a fucking liar! Now I say, well, instantaneously, I, I'm. It's not about you anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's one, one of those. So that I kind of trailed off there, uh, with that whole oh, thing no. there. But yeah. It's <laughs> all good.
0: It. That that yeah. brings a good question. I'll, let me pitch this to you, see what you think. I'm curious. Uh in in the the dance between objective and subjective. I mean, I think that we're constantly in a state of flux we can strive for this or strive for that, but, but how do you see that balance? How, uh, how important is it to be objective or be, you know, versus being subjective? Is there a time and a place for each? Is it possible to be entirely objective? You know what I mean? Or, or like, I, let's talk that's,
1: about uh, that's, that's, um, uh, an individual uh, knowing there. So uh, to say what's right or wrong on that, I was going to rhetorical plus redundancy oh, definition, oh, too much, but uh, I know what, what I'm saying here is uh, for an individual to know when that rhetorical redundancy is to, to be played, that's up to the individual. So um like I was saying earlier, if we're so much in our subjective we're, now we're getting into projecting self-trauma. We're not receiving anything and now a harm method could happen or whatnot that we're not receiving. The receiving is the objective part, just of what's going on. No subjectiveness upon that receiving. Like this is my computer, light's not on, uh, it's a piece of crap. You know, <laughs> you know that'd be a subjective one right there, right? Yeah, exactly. um, so the balance um, is I don't fight it or anything. I just I just let it happen, and um, I just the self awareness uh, that something happens. So it's um, I'm receiving that of what I'm projecting. So projecting of to receiving at all base. And then uh, uh, there are times when I, you know I've got myself into a projection mode, and you should reflect on that. You can only remember up to the projection and then after you're like the fuck happened during that one moment it's like a blackout yeah, yeah. so it's uh, you start you start uh, over time uh way people express themselves with being with you uh, or vice versa you start to know more about this and the fluency of when this balance we can call it will happen yeah That's uh, something like, uh, Alan Watts philosopher said, uh, I just heard recently, um, the balance with the ego, um, and such, if you're always trying to fight to control your ego, you're going to be an ego because you're so much thinking about it and, uh, not just self-aware about it. Um, so that's one thing I could use relate with, with him. The ego being part of the feelings, uh, produced feelings all the time and uh, think thought, the creativity of ourselves as uh, something I seen with what you said is, uh, well, we don't have ego. We're not putting names on on, on things around us. We're not trying to give ex, uh, creative examples for other people to only be triggered to relate and remember reflection of what they did, what, of my sharing of my apparent experience. So that'd be like an example of ego. So finding that balance is um, something an individual know more as they go through something and as other individuals express their experiences upon that related uh, objectively for the other individual to take and uh, make their own decisions of, of what's rhetorically right, wrong. Yes. Mm. And which Mm. is also redundant when we do this because.
0: It is an interesting thing. I, I, you know, there's, I read a lot. I like to take in a lot of information, chew on it, process it, you know, and ultimately I always find myself uh, drawing my own conclusions. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I've, I've thought about ego and there was a period of time where I was really wrestling with ego and I was trying to like I don't, you know, like detach myself from ego or like, you know, keep it in a cage or Uh, You know, diminish ego to be as small as possible. And it was, I had come through this period of life. I had actually in Vancouver, uh, I had a yoga studio and I sold that yoga studio to go. Uh, My wife had a career opportunity. So we moved and it was like giving away my baby. And I was like, oh, you know, I had this identity every day. I had people coming in telling me how great I was and all oh, you're saying, you know, thank you so much and all, oh, oh, you know, and here I am thinking, oh, I've got a heart of service. I'm just, you know, I'm giving so much, but really there was a lot of ego gratification in that. And in, in the couple of years that passed after that, I realized the first thing I realized was all of a sudden I was trying to create a new identity. So like I started, I, you know, signing up for uh, downhill mountain bike races and, you know, like, because I'm in a new area meeting new people. It's like, I'm a badass hardcore, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I realized, <laughs> yeah. wow, I'm like, wow, I'm creating all of this. I'm trying to create this new identity. I'm projecting all of this because I want people to see me this way. And when I realized that, it it kind of shocked me. And it was, what it was, was self-soothing. So back to what you've talked about, like uh, I'm speaking out of a place of, you know, maybe a micro trauma. It wasn't a major thing, but it was a, it was a, uh, it was, there was pain in my heart. There was grieving that needed to happen to let go of that identity. And rather than grieve that, I was instantaneously trying to create a new identity. And when I realized that I stopped and I took a step back, I kind of shut down socially. And I spent about 18 months kind of in this cocoon or a contemplative cave where I was just trying to figure out like, you know, it's the who am I, but like the who am I now and all these labels. And I mean, I've been down this path enough times to know that you know there, there's always another layer deep and I came to the realization I think uh, maybe it took me longer than most people or whatever but uh, I I realized that by wrestling the ego like you were saying I was I kept entertaining the ego I kept it alive you know what I mean and that, and then there was a shift in my realization where I realized the ego is a natural expression of being human it is some part, it plays some function. And so I became curious, well, what is the function of ego kind of in a healthy way? You know what I mean? Not like an egotistical, not like ego is evil, not like ego is the enemy.
1: It's Uh, a misinterpreted word at times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I found that ego can be playful, right? Like ego is what allows us to socially interact. We have to to go in and out of social roles, even in the midst of trying to stay present, because that's human interaction that's how we engage and to meet somebody new like if you're out on tour right and you're talking to somebody after the after the show or whatever you're in a you're in a persona you're in mm-hmm. that mode because you're a performer right you're there and yet you going. are still there yeah yeah
1: it's uh yeah relatably it's uh um Yeah, my ego is still going. It's uh, what I associate to the feelings uh, with creative language that's happening. But there's one where uh, that's when playing, uh, I'm also be self-aware. Not to trail off, that I could go into uh, another think thought. This has happened at times that I just like. Oh, the music's good. St- I've stopped, forget play drums. So this could be associated to when, when we go to record a brand new or make up a brand new song in the in the, the jam room, and we got to have a tape recorder, or a recording device, because we'll play and we're like, oh man, that was so great. You remember it? Uh, well, I kind of remember this and what the. So we'll play back, we'll have to do the playback. And then when you record, like listen to the playback, you're now getting more of the experience in, more experience in, and you can remember it. But yes, the ego can tra- trail off, is what I find. Uh, and you're not yourself after, <laughs> not even there.
0: In your creative process, when you're making music like that, uh, do, you, do you see that as objective or subjective? When, no, when your mind is not there.
1: Oh, that'd be subjective You're you're just, you're creating up your own, your own, uh, whatever it's, it's, it's based on from your feelings. Um, when you're creating this up, um, eventually when you go to listen after your creation, uh, you're just, you're, you're receiving it all. So you're taking it in and, uh, you're like, Oh, I did this. I did this. You can remember, do more remembering. So yeah. but even doing that of uh, of listening people will then trail off again uh, into their think thought this hit me this way it triggered me to to relate or a trauma response trauma is just a, a, a shock to the brain from an experience I mean we can get out of that simply but uh, people will put themselves back into and now into self- trauma because they do it themselves and then it's just how we get out of that it's uh, it goes deeper into that fucking that that hole right there balls
0: self-trauma i I like to i use the term uh self the cycle of self-induced suffering yeah is is that similar to what you mean when you say self-trauma
1: self-trauma self-trauma is even related to uh psychology psychology terms even uh projecting receiving they they use this for uh psychology uh psychoanalytics so um i only know so much of that and it's actually a career path i'd like to go down um just looking at which school to go to right now for that so but it's a legit term that we use in the english language associated with this so yeah your 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 term there um, um not wrong uh, it's people would be like oh what does that mean kind of and then how to explain that
0: <laughs> yeah I always like to ask people to to explain their words because I might be understanding it differently. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's fascinating when we start to use when we start to just look at language as a tool and kind of and be able to hold words out objectively and just examine. Well, what does that word mean to me? What does that word mean to you? Uh, you know, kind of the classic philosopher, you know, like, oh, hey, check out that tree. And you're like, hey, hey that's a nice tree. Right. That's but that's beautiful. We're not talking about the same
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, even what you were saying, like, um, I like to ask people, it's like, oh, well, can you tell me what is you know, of what you just told me uh, or like what's, what experience did you go through uh, associated to what you just shared with me? Uh, if I, I like uh, I'll steer away wave as I can from saying, well, can you tell me what you think about this? Cause potatoes could be a reasonable answer. <laughs> Cause I just asked, I invited them to be creative, but uh, yeah. Can you, can you tell me what it is that uh, uh, has you saying what you say? Um, if you don't know, then you don't know. Tell me when you know. And this invites them to uh, literally express objectively uh, from what I found. Um, one time was uh, at uh, this bar near my place with a girlfriend of mine. And she was, we were talking about a job. I don't remember what job this was. I was trying to get into and she's like, oh, you should do this. And the way she was getting off on it, like, like she they knew everything about it and everything, but she was telling me what to do and everything, you know, that feeling people get, well, like, don't tell me what to do. And it was because of those rhetoricals. And So I was like, okay, well, can you, can you tell me what you've been through on this? Well, my buddy's dad owns a shop. I really pissed off my ex-boyfriend. He's such a piece of shit. And I, I just, and she went off. I'm like, okay. So I started using this formulated question of, uh, uh, like the one I used and people have used this, uh, well, their, their response is, is what I would put to their back into their receiving because they were doing a projection, um, That's all I can really say, but, uh, they'll either stop talking, their body, like body will shift away from you. You want to like, what the fuck just happened here? Um, or they will be, they'll tell you about something that, uh, they're, they're in self trauma about something they can associate this to, um, or probability they'll just keep going into projection for whatever reason of that individual, which we all do the underlying the same of this. Uh, We all do it but just asking those questions, uh, related to that individual and the experience they have been through and what they know, um, uh, it does something to them. And, uh, yeah. even just having, uh, not having my arms crossed my arms, to my side, all this, if I had my arms to my, my, my arms crossed and everything, you can tell me what, you know, this is where the think overrides the knowing, uh, aspects. So, uh, I always try to be in uh, receiving open is what we also call it open body language. And for some, something here associated with that, but asking what they know of this, you get to know more of that individual and what they, what it is are coming from the experience associated with words. Like, what do you mean by that? So beautiful. I would like that. Like where are you coming from? What did you experience? Uh, It's one of those.
0: Very cool, man. I really like your questions. Uh, I was writing a couple of them down. It's, uh, it's so powerful to be able to engage at that level, to pull somebody out of the projection and just have them be present. And like, like you said, sometimes it's a shock to the system, like you know, uh, oh, wow. I was lost in story. You know, that, that that those are the words that I use a lot of times when I hear you uh, talk about projection. The words in my mind that I think I use most often are lost in story. And we've got a story up in the head. Right. And uh, so coming back to being present and what's real right now, the. Uh, I would like to transition the conversation just a little bit. If Absolutely, you will. man.
1: It's your world. Okay. I'm just living in it.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this uh this is the soul path podcast exploring the spiritual journey and to me language is a super powerful part of the personal journey the spiritual journey the elevation of awareness etc and because i believe in the path of self-directed evolution essentially right we can change and adapt ourselves intentionally and we do this through the use of language so With that kind of opening salvo, share whatever comes up that you feel like sharing. But, but where are you at on your spiritual journey and how does the use of language relate to that?
1: So, um, I never considered myself spiritual before I got onto that page that uh, we we met up on. Um, I just took in a lot of just relating factors of how people, um, expressing themselves that uh, some use uh the, the spirituality is um in part with what you were saying for individualism but also towards a higher being that they don't know what's there and but they they get back to receiving themselves going i'm not gonna going to think thought so they're one with themselves of reality or uh they'll have that but i don't have a higher power being so i, I spiritualism that uh, that creative uh, word I, 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 associate with individualism. Um, and that's where I got with that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so spiritualism, spirituality, those words, uh, relate back to self. Is that kind yes. of how, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I would, yes. I would relate that back to myself. Yes. So, yeah. and, uh, definitely, uh, knowing more from, from that page, from other people's experiences, like talking about. Uh, what it is that spiritualism means to them. Uh, some are, some are, have a higher, uh, power, um, connect, but, uh, and some do not that it's individual connect the, the inner spirit. We could also say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I, I don't That's where I'm at with
0: that right now. So, I'm cool. <laughs> uh, so on the, uh, when, you, when I, when I say the word self-directed evolution, how does that ring to you? How does how do those words land? What do you hear me saying in that self?
1: Okay, so my uh, self, um, I would say it's a, you're you're changing your own your own self your um, your body's health uh, just to what's happening around you and with the use of language uh, you either break down or you you start to transform along this, uh, meaning of life yeah, that, uh, that the reality is given you this to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it is amazing how our mind affects our body, right? Like you were saying, like the physical form, you know, when I think about who am I, I think, well, I'm not just my physical body. You know what I mean? Like a, a bear could chew off my arm and I'd still be me. You know what I mean? And I'm not just my mental mind i'm not just my thoughts my thoughts change all the time you know what i mean i can change my thinking you know what i mean so i'm not just my thoughts so you know what is that element of me that is not my body not my mind that must be for a lack of a better word my soul my spirit that's you know kind of how i come back to this place of oh, okay. spirituality right okay it's, it's a loose how you
1: well, yeah, so when it relates to you, yeah, yeah. it is a loose term, but because yeah. you just explained objectively of what, what it is to you that you know of. So now I know.
0: Yeah. And That's... so from that point, the spiritual journey, the way that I see it is is kind of like a self, it's two things. It's self-discovery, it's going within to figure out who am I within all of this framework. And then also it's self-cultivation or self-directed evolution. And uh, that's like the most exciting thing that I can think about, right? For me, it's like there is essentially limitless potential moving from this point forward. You know, what I mean, there's there's an infinite number of decisions I could oh, make. That, choices.
1: Absolutely, we don't know that. right
0: Yeah. Sorry Chaos. You yeah. know what I mean? Like all yeah. that kind of stuff's happening, but well, it's can't a predict the future.
1: Ride. Yeah, can't predict the future. <laughs> you can't even predict what's going to happen in five minutes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Uh, just taking it in. Yeah. Um you fluently make decisions of where you need to be and such. So that's where I could associate that with what you were just saying. That um the thinking and thought as you know, part of a creating part, but um reality here is what's giving me me, me for whatever um inner here of why I end up being who I am. Uh, that, I can't go past that explanation there. That's that's a total mind fuck.
0: Yeah. I call it the eternal enigma, the eternal <laughs> enigma man. Never gonna figure it out, dude. You can chase yeah. as many fucking rabbits as you want. You will never yeah. find the bottom of the hole. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Just keep asking why keep asking. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah.
1: Just keep crawling that hole.
0: <laughs> but it seems to be a part of uh, the, the kind of the collective human experience throughout all of history. You know, you've got people always trying to connect with something bigger than themselves is kind of the way i see it and so yes we get religion we get philosophy we get this and that uh but ultimately there seems to be this innate need to connect or to have some sort of language and this is where we come back to language some sort of language that describes that connection right like how do we describe our connection with life itself The essence of life itself. What does it mean to be alive? How would you describe that? What words do you like to use? Well, um,
1: I'm born alone. I will die alone. In between that, reality gives me all the experiences for me to fluently me where I need to be. And as long as I'm answering to myself, I get to have all these things that are about me that uh, develop and change throughout my whole time till I'm dead. And I also get to have the relationships in my life. So if I'm not answering them to myself in between born alone, die alone, I don't have relationships. I don't have anything that life's given me to have my meaning of life. And therefore I could relate that with projecting constant state of projecting what I think thought. Mm. So it's yeah, I just, Oh, and that one there, that's uh, how, that's how I can answer that one.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful answer. I love your words. Uh, being, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was a, you know, above average kid, you know, and they, everybody's like, Oh, you gotta, you're going to be a doctor someday, or you're going to be a lawyer or something. <laughs> I'm like, nah, not my cup of tea. Right. Uh, I, because, and this is why I realized You know, I'm going to be, I was about eight years old. I realized I can learn anything that anybody's ever written in a book. You know, I can't, I got that. Like I can get it. You know, it might take me a little bit longer. I'm not Einstein, but I can get it. You know, I can learn. And then, so, but someday I'm going to be dead in the dirt. So if I learn how to build rocket ships or whatever, what, why does that matter exactly? You know what I mean? So what really matters? What's the most important thing that I can learn about? And I decided about age 10 that I was, the most important thing that I could learn about was me and I had been introduced to, uh, to meditation through martial arts. I alluded to that earlier. And so I was, I was getting into this like inner contemplation and inner reflection and, you know, okay. Fast forward over 30 years later, I'm still learning all about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's a, a lifelong journey. Uh, I've learned a lot, but I, I haven't learned anything at all. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, there is something, I don't know if Transcendental is the word. I think it gets misused sometimes. There's something that transcends our language. Right. There's something that, that is beyond it exceeds my mental capacity. To comprehend it exceeds my my computational capacity, right? And like
1: when you when you know, you'll know. So it's uh, that's the part right there when we're like, I'm at this point, And then it's like, what is going on? I need to try to explain this. Now as we're explaining something we actually have no fucking clue what, what it is yet. And we'll use these words and everything to other people that'll put them into a reactionary response. And that transcending as well, like the manipulation we're saying, like so. I wanted to use this earlier, transcending. Anyways, somehow that that works. You can transcend your think thoughts to other people like in a trauma method. So a lot of people are traumatized by uh, being told what they should be and uh, uh, how they should do it. And we all get it because that's something I've realized from that. Um, those people that would do that or myself, if I do that. Yeah, it's uh, I'm not talking about you. Has nothing to do with you, so it's now I know it, nothing to do with me. Of when somebody tells me what I should do what it should be and all this, that's that's all you transcending here. Of I don't know what you're talking about, bud. So this is my life, you know. It's yeah, it's um, it's crazy. Huh? It's crazy. It's yeah. I would use crazy for that.
0: <laughs> crazy people are crazy. That that's one of my. Uh you know, one of my self-talk, right? Like I, I try to monitor what's going on in my mind as much as possible. What are the, what are the repetitive phrases that I see flying through? Where did that come from? And that kind of stuff. And one of the ones I, you know, you said, uh, you know, people are loving and yeah. that was so beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people are loving i I believe that as well uh and then of course there are other things that fly through my mind and one of them is you know people are crazy i'm crazy i'm crazy too yeah i'm straight up at times i've been called a lot of things in life sane was never one of them you know what i mean i have done some stupid (laughs) shit i've done some crazy stupid shit and i've done just some straight up fun crazy shit but uh that's crazy it's, awesome. Yeah, crazy awesome. Exactly, wiggin' <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I, it, it's fun like that. Moving in life as we grow up, you know what I mean. Like, and I'm still growing up. You know what I mean. I'm in my forties. I'm growing up. I'm not done yet. <laughs> where, yeah, where, uh, where does the, where does that path lead on personal growth? You know what I mean? Like and this is back to the spiritual journey a little bit. If, if the spiritual journey, I, you know, kind of lay it in there with personal growth, the more we know about ourselves, the more mature we become, the more mature we become, the more we actually get to engage and enjoy life. Right. We're not so caught up in the think thought. We're more present. We're, we're there. And so, you in, in all this, not I can't say all, but in the spiritual traditions, most of the spiritual traditions, you see this a lot in the group, uh, different groups. Where you know, there are people that are like, "Oh, they're like at the level of enlightenment," or they're like they, they're pulling on this wisdom from people that are further down the path. Okay I believe that language is a is a really uh, integral part of personal growth. The elevation of awareness uh, is is contingent upon becoming aware of our thinking or of our language right yeah when you think about personal growth kind of your own personal journey you can strip away all the spiritualism stuff and let that aside for a second but when you think about uh personal growth or spiritual growth and language can you see uh emerging there or or that's not a very good question i apologize
1: that's no, okay it's a question <laughs> whether it's
0: Okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but but how do you see language playing into that? What what would be a way in which you could use? Have, uh, here's it. Have My you growth? ever heard of both?
1: So so I, I sorry I I sorry to cut you off. I, I go for it. I, I feel I can actually answer this. So over time, um, do like reflecting memory why I can remember uh, certain faces, telling me. Uh, what they shared with me, of the relatable experiences in you know, like in a teaching manner, they did it objectively, um, meaning this is what I did. Uh, a friend of mine showed me like this, uh, uh, objective language, they weren't telling me what to do, which is subjective. So I, I noticed over time, um, I was able to do reflection of memory based upon uh, being objective uh objective language here um yeah. usually we're all up in subjectiveness uh something here I can't seem to remember all the time so when uh with a reflection of memory stuff uh, i can be to remember related experience with the the experience i'm in immediately uh and all that is related to each other so you get to know more uh, and develop an understanding phase. And this is, this process, just the cycle just continues till we're dead. It's uh, develop understanding back to knowing more. So as long as I am, uh, that of listening to you, not receiving, um, I'll be able to remember this and then I'll be able to do this fluent direction of what it is about me to go into this, what we call self development or self improvement. If uh, we have to use creative word to relate that. Um, But uh, that's, that's what's happening so far. Like um, just the way people have talked to me about their experiences that I can remember it and then add on knowing more that i oh, this, nah, that it, uh, it never happened when I was, uh, pondering around doing my think thoughts of, oh, like this is how it should be kind of, um, creatively. Uh, so it was always the way other people would, um, uh, objectively share their experience that, um, I was able to retain that. And even at that, it's, it's, um, it's uh, related to it. Like uh, I do the same to other people that I'm telling them exactly what I've done. They're able to remember it as well. Um, so for whatever development of their self. So, um, so I could use with uh, even Alan Watts again, you know, saying some self-improvement uh, is, is a, um, is a lie. It's um, because if you're always trying to self-improve, what are you trying to self-improve for? It's, it's comes back to uh, that, you don't know what it is you're self-improving like you don't it's what am I self-improving I no clue what it is that means it's so I'll send you that link too actually for for that Uh, but he was just saying if you just take everything it is the way it is um, you get to you get to develop understanding stages and just fluently fluently go in directions of where it is you as an individual need to be. And I related to this, um, like being triggered back to, him. Be like, Oh, this is what I see. Like, this is how I felt. This is the way I was like my, my developing understanding stage. So when I, um, so Alan Watts did that to me, that he's saying this and it's like I, more of a common, common connection that what I'm doing and yeah, just the way yeah. he's sharing his experiences. So it's, it's
0: yeah. Self-development. Self development. Yeah, that's yeah, self improvement. I, you know, I agree that the, the idea, like, oh, I got to improve myself. The truth of the matter is, you are perfect just as we are, each of us, everything is perfect just as it is. I, I consider it to be, uh, you know, the, the fullness of divine expression, right? Like, life cannot be any other way than the way that it is. You cannot go back into the cosmos and pluck out a molecule here in a historical event there, life story there. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. And if this is what it is and this is all we got, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's it. Enjoy the gift. You know what I mean? This is amazing. It is. We are freaking phenomenal cosmic creatures. You know what I mean? I can manifest my heart's desire in the material world. I can manipulate shit, build shit, destroy shit. You know what I mean? Like we are (laughs) creative creatures. Where does that come from? You know what I mean? To be able to sit down and write a song and make it up. I didn't think that. That just happened spontaneously through me in the moment. That's the way that I see everything. And when we get caught up in the story and the think thought about, you know, how do we interpret what we observe? We're already creating separation. Language is a layer of distortion. It's Mm -hmm. a tool that we use, but it creates a layer of distortion. And when I get beyond that and I'm just present and I'm just soaking it in. You know, there is for me personally a deep, deep gratitude, you know, like I am so grateful just to be, you know what I mean? Like I got a heartbeat, my body, you know, I have been broken in splendid fashion. I mean, I've just been, you know, through the ups and downs and all that, but, but ultimately it's all worked out. I had to lose the illusion of imperfection before I could embrace the gift of life as it is. So when I was caught up in the story was, it shouldn't have been like that. Why did that happen? All that kind of crap. I was I wasn't able to see. I wasn't able to receive. Mm-hmm. Just the gift of you know rustling leaves, you know, and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Uh, well, I relate to that one. That's
1: that's what I've been coming to. What you just said there, I relate to. So uh, how how I've been self developing and what I've uh, did, like
0: come to realization. So mm. in my mind, I think. And this is just a thought, right? Uh, But I, I think that the idea of ascended masters, the idea of, you know, enlightenment, essentially, the way I understand it is to be in that state all the time. You know what I mean? To be in that continuous flow of life is flowing to me and through me as me. You know, it's part of me. It envelops me. It is me. You know, this is life. Am I living it? Life. I like acronyms. Life, I say, is living in fullest expression, right? Mm-hmm. Like, am I living my life in mm-hmm. fullest expression? Am I actually enjoying it? Is life good or bad? I don't know. You decide for yourself, whatever you think, <laughs> you're going to make that reality, right? Right.
1: Yeah. And uh, that's a, with one With there, like uh, it's when I, uh, I start phasing out from from my language use is, Oh, this is hard. Or I was, I was just like, I've started wiping this away and uh, the way it, uh, what it does to my myself uh, in a healing manner, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Like I don't tell if I say things are hard, especially it's going to be hard for another individual because that's really not about that individual anymore. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's, life is neither hard nor easy. You're neither perfect nor imperfect. So
0: perfect imperfection, baby. Yeah. right. Yeah, so work. I
1: try not to use those and uh, just using those can alter yourself, alter mm-hmm. yourself into uh, that uh, self-trauma mode.
0: Yeah, good. The cycle of self-induced suffering, self-trauma mode uh, is so, so much because we're caught up in our language, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're, the language that we're using is causing harm to ourselves. That's right we don't realize that but when we do realize that that's kind of a big deal like mm-hmm. wow because i can change my language yeah now are you familiar with nlp uh it's it's neurolinguistic programming
1: um i've never heard that term okay nope, y- you might uh, i'm looking into getting into linguistics here for this but that's interesting lnp yeah.
0: NLP. 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 Neuro linguistic program. You'd probably you'd probably have fun uh, looking at that. I've only dabbled in it. I got a couple books on it, but the it really talks about the patterns of language and the words that we use, and we have different modalities. Some people like to use language associated with uh, sight. Some people like to use language associated with sound. That's my modality. Uh, oh, okay. you know, I, The first thing, I, if you ask me to describe something, I'd be talking about, oh, I love to listen to the sound of the wind or the sound of the birds. Other people might be saying, I love this, I love that, I love the smell of this or the smell of that. Right? And so I like that. Right. It, it dives into all those layers of language. That's sweet. Uh, and It also lays out a, a uh, technique. It's just a technique. Uh, it's a tool that can be used to... To restructure your language, right? So when we become mm-hmm. aware of the language, mm-hmm. you know, I, I realized, man, I'm running on a lot of uh faulty patterns here or language that no longer serves me, right? Like this is what I learned in my youth. It's not practical or applicable now. But I had a hard time changing that. And so I I used NLP on my, you know, to work through my own patterns and still do. Uh and then also the magic of mantra or just short repetitive phrases mm-hmm. to help ingrain it get it in there you know what i mean like right i'm right. curious uh have you do you have a personal technique or tools that you use when you're when you're working on your own language
1: um i body uh body language always open if somebody's talk with me um I'll, I'll try not to have my legs crossed or um i'll try to be shoulder to shoulder with them um, um I'll just try to ask some questions if I, if I get kind of like confused, what does that mean? You know, Mm -hmm. um, that's really all I can see associated with that question.
0: Cool. Yeah. that's. Yeah. I don't have a specific, I don't have a
1: specific, like uh, you're like, for you, the hearing, the hearing method. So
0: I I don't know yet. Actually, I'm going to look into that NLP. NLP. Yeah. I've got a, Couple of books I'll recommend to you. Yes. Yeah, uh, sounds if, great, if, eh? Tons of stuff out there, but yeah, it, it sounds to me when I hear you uh, share like that, I, it's it's awareness, right? It's just it's just being aware of what's going on, aware of your body language, mm-hmm. aware of the other person's language, aware that maybe you can use a question to pull them out of story and into the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I consider the spiritual journey and spiritual growth is an elevation of awareness, right It is an elevation and an expansion of awareness. It's a faculty that we can cultivate. We are all aware a little bit. We have blips in and out of awareness, right and then we're lost in story and back in our head. But if we can keep that awareness, right, then we have the ability to not just uh, it's not it, it is individual, right? I have the ability to live my life in the most full way for me. But beyond that, I have the ability to be present for other people so I can have a more positive impact the more present I am or the, the more aware that I am. Yeah. And I don't mean enlightened. I just mean like a more loving, a more loving perfect word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe that, the, you know, the elevation of awareness, this is the solution to societal strife. Right. We got, you know, there's a lot of chaos in the world. How do we bring balance to that? I think that it's an elevation of awareness, you know, and in this sense, you know, that that spiritual awareness is the anecdote to political chaos. You know what I mean? Like we have to become aware that human beings are going to be human beings and mm-hmm. do human things. You know yeah. what I mean? And we're not all going to agree on something. You try to get six people to agree on something, let alone yeah. 60 million people. You know what I mean? So <laughs> where's the boundary about who gets to tell who what to do and what is authority anyway and all this kind of yeah. stuff. You know, but it that
1: requires yeah, another level of conversation, right? Uh, yeah, what's said is said, and just uh, take it in. And uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> life, uh, life doesn't side with me on what I think and thought things should be and run as. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's or uh, as equally onto another person. Yeah. So, it's just take it in and see where what experience they've been in, and uh, because that very well could help me through my life as well as uh, you never know when that's going to be useful.
0: Sean, I really am grateful that you came on today because it's just been a great conversation. And along the lines of, you know, w- w- when we have a conversation, we're sharing something, it's amazing what people take away. You know what I mean? And your experience and journey with language kind of awakening up to that, wow, you know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. so powerful. And then how you've used it systematically in your life, I think it's just it's really powerful, so I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this conversation. If somebody was like, "Dude, Sean is badass. I want to get connected with Sean. Ask him some questions. Listen to his music. Look him up and buy him a beer." You know what I mean? Is yeah. are you down with that? Is there a way? Yeah, that I'm totally people- fine. Okay, I'm very personable. Awesome. Is it, uh, is it the kind of thing where somebody just looks you up on social media? Do you have a website or anything?
1: Well, uh, I'm just on Facebook, uh, Sean cool. LaFramboise. Um, 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 my picture is the, uh, me and uh, the canoe, big red beard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah buddy. Um, but, um, I mean, you can check out my music on Spotify, no other way. Uh, the album, uh, head smashed in Buffalo jump.
0: Head smashing Buffalo jump. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I might have to get a link for that. I'll post that in the in the write up with the stuff, so people can check out your stuff. That'd be really yeah, cool. that,
1: that, awesome, man. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so lay it on me, man. Uh, any last words of wisdom? Any questions? I mean, we don't have to be hard and fast. We're coming up on the clock. I want to be respectful of your time. No, it's, um,
1: it's all good. I've I've pretty much uh, said uh, whatever I got to say related to your questions, and uh, thanks a lot for having me on here. Cool. It was really fun
0: it is dude. it's a blast yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's 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 fun to interact with people that uh that, well with everybody but on this level of uh knowing more about this like thanks a lot for that what you yeah. yeah
0: that's uh it's been an awesome experience the podcasting uh the whole world is just open right and having yeah. these conversations, I enjoy the hell out of it dude, this is so much fun for me I learn so much every time, and I've received a lot today, so I'm grateful. Thank you very much. Very and, welcome. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I look forward to continued conversation and uh, connecting more moving forward. And I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday, dude. Yeah, you too, man. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Get out there <laughs> and rock out, man. Take care. All man. right. Talk, talk to you later. Bye. All right, so once again, wow, you know, it's always amazing how uh, structure supports successful spontaneity, right? You jump into a conversation, you don't know where it's going to go, but when you go with the flow, the good stuff starts flowing and there was lots of good stuff there. It is so critical. That we learn how to elevate our awareness how to evaluate our language objectively to realize that when we're in that subjective mode and we're projecting our subjective perception onto other people we're disconnected we're creating distortion we're creating separation but when we can elevate our awareness when we can realize that and we can come back to what's real right now just objectively being present that's where the true connection happens that's where the magic's at and that's my big takeaway from today's conversation. So once again, I wanna thank you guys for listening. Please like and subscribe, share this conversation with your friends. You can find a link to connect with Sean on social media or listen to his music on Spotify in the description. And for that, that's that for now, guys. I look forward to talking with you again soon. Peace.